Certainly we can all celebrate the true reason for the season, can remember Jesus Christ. And uh, I love this Sunday. I love when a Sunday falls between Christmas and New Year's because it's an opportunity. The opportunity, of course, we've been enjoying really all December is to focus in on Christ. What kind of miracle, what kind of mystery that God would become man. Unbelievable. And I was thrilled that we had all kinds of opportunity with the uh, messages of the last month, celebrating the incarnation, understanding more deeply the reasons that God did it the way he did it, and uh, so thankful that we can have that background. I was also really encouraged by watching uh, the Chosen Christmas special. I hope you got to check that out. It was in theaters. Now I think it's on what the kids call YouTube. Maybe check that out. But it's a really good opportunity to focus in on that true reason for the season. And in doing that, I'm excited because my heart, I think, is more thankful maybe than ever for Jesus Christ. And I hope that yours is too. That's a fantastic base because now we look ahead. Now, in light of all that Christ has done for us, we turn our focus ahead and ask, really, what's our response? What's our chance? And I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of setting goals. And so with six days left of 2021, uh, the church leaders asked me to speak this morning on what kind of goals could we set for the coming year? Now, some people hate this because you start a goal and by about January 2nd, what happens to that goal, Sam? (laughs) Falling flat already, right? Well, this year can be different as every year can. We can set some goals. We can be intentional. We can be uh, specific and we can be spiritual with these goals. And so that's really what we want to look at. Thankfully, Romans 12, and you can turn there, Romans 12 is a beautiful goal-setting passage. It's a call to action. It's a call to action. And I hope you have your handout. Hope you have your handout. Got some uh, good help from uh, another resource, and you can read about living on the edge. But I think they do a very good job of helping understand Romans 12. I was been studying this passage for other reasons, really, for the last several months. So again, I was excited that this morning is a chance to turn that attention. How would Romans 12 motivate us and instruct us and guide us into setting some spiritual and specific goals for 2022? Father, we thank you that you're a wonderful, loving practical God. We're thankful that you've given us these seasons to uh, not only remember uh, the meaning of, of and the mystery of your son, but that we can now turn our focus to the new year, that we can uh, start looking ahead and really be intentional for your glory, Lord. We pray that this morning would be uh, a time of learning, but also a time of purpose and great resolve, that we'd be ready Uh, to honor you in in powerful ways in this coming year. We love you and we're thankful that you promised to work in our hearts this morning. Any good will come only from your Spirit's work in our hearts. And so we pray that you would work mightily among us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Romans 12, turn there. I'm reading in the New King James Version this morning for my friend Mike, who will be following along. Mike, uh, he says, you always read in a different version. What about the New King? No, he didn't say exactly, but he said, what version do you like reading? I said, well, what version do you want me to read in? He said, well, I read from the New King James. I said, that's the version this morning. So New King James this morning. 
Listen to Romans 12. We're going to read several verses, but uh, uh, really verses 1 through 12 is our, our main focus. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Verse 3, For I say, through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Several great thoughts there. Several wonderful concepts to grab onto and start to form those goals that God would have you to, to lead ahead. But as you know, and I think you can tell from this passage, goal setting isn't just individual. You are not meant or designed to be an island of living here on earth. We've said this before, but we are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. What Tim does affects me, and what Adrian does impacts others, right? We are a family. We are a family. And while each of us goes through our uh, much of our week and seeks to honor God in different settings, we know that as we come together and really throughout the week, we are a family of God designed designed to motivate and encourage and empower one another for deeper, more devoted living for God. That's our calling. That's our honor. That's our privilege. And so when we say good morning, church family, that's just not a, a nice platitude. That is a commitment. That is a statement that we are in this together. You with me on that? So what would God have us do as a family? Well, let's take a look and hopefully you can follow along. I think there's some S's to focus on. There's some uh, words that all start with S that we'll be led to really think about as we seek to honor God with goals. Verse 1 lays it out pretty clearly. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, I had a Bible teacher named Dave Glock. Maybe some of you had him as well. Wonderful teacher. Wonderful teacher. And he had some simple instruction. He said, if the word therefore is present, you need to ask, what is the therefore therefore? What is the therefore referring to? And really, it's referring to the previous verses. 
And we're going to focus in on about two or three previous verses. So turn back or scroll back to Romans 11. Romans 11. And the last couple of verses of Romans 11 are very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Verse 33, Paul one of those times where he just, he can't hold it in. He cries out. He cries out, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him. And look at verse 36. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Our purpose, our calling is to bring glory to Almighty God. And I think that's why the therefore is there. To remind you that you don't live this life for your own benefit. You live this life to the glory of God. Now the book of Romans, you could go back even further to ask what the therefore is there for. And if you flip your page to page 3... There's some summary of all the amazing truth in the book of Romans. And your mind could go back to chapters 1 to 3, and you could remember that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You could then thankfully go to verse chapters 4 and 5 and really that understand that we now have hope through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can have salvation through Jesus Christ alone. You can go to chapter 6 and be reminded again that for the wages of sin is death, but what? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You can go to chapter 8 for some really good news, which would remind you that therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You can go to the end of chapter 8 and you can celebrate that God works all things together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You catch the drift? Romans is full of wonderful, encouraging news. And then you get to chapter 11, and chapter 11 of Romans has some really good news if you're not Jewish. Even if you are Jewish, there's some good news there. But if you are, like me, not Jewish, you get the great news of chapter 11 that Jesus Christ opened this door of salvation regardless of your nationality, regardless of your language or your tongue or your people or your tribe, right? God has offered salvation to all of us through the work of his son. And that by receiving that gift of salvation, I can have life in his name. I can have true rebirth and regeneration. Praise the Lord. So we've got so much to look at. We've got so much to focus on. And as we focus, we can say, Lord, we need to be intentional about living for you, both as an individual and as a family. So what would God have for us? Flip back to page one. Flip back to page one. And in verse one, oh, you're just going to see a nice light little statement. Offer yourself a living sacrifice. You are God's. You belong to God. He's created you. I hope he's saved you. And if you are God's, that means that everything you do, everything you say, everything you think about is designed or should be aimed at honoring and glorifying God. A word to describe this would be surrendered to God. God would call you to be surrendered to him. What does that mean? That means I'm yours, Lord. 
Everything I do needs to be for you. I'm yours. Take me and use me. Guide me and lead me. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 is wonderful. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And what will happen? He will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. God is calling you to surrender this life that you live. He's calling you to say, you know what? 2022 is going to be the year where I say it's not about me. It's about you, oh God. It's about doing your will. And what's exciting about that is whether you're starting at a new school, whether you're continuing on high school, maybe you're finishing up high school, maybe you're trudging along in college, maybe you're working hard at your job, a new job, or maybe an existing job, whatever it is, whatever it is, he wants you to seek him and to seek his will. Write down John 15 if you can. Those of you who know me know I'm a broken record, but John 15 is such a brilliant window into the mind of God of how do we surrender to God? And John 15, Jesus Christ himself says, abide, abide in me. And if you read that John 15, you'll realize that the whole picture of that is this picture of Jesus is the vine. He's the big part of the the grape plant, the vine coming out of the ground. And we are connected to him. We are the branches. We are the branches. And we can draw the energy and the strength and the purpose and the focus All can be directly from Jesus Christ. If you had a direct line to someone very important, would you use it often? I sure would. You have a direct line to the God of the universe. He loved you enough to send his son. We just celebrated that. And that son, Jesus Christ, God himself says, hey, stick with me. Stay close to me. Give me your burdens. Give me your hardships. Seek my will, and he will guide us. He will lead us. He wants us surrendered to him. And that's not burdensome. As he says, my burden is is light, Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Very, very important. So as Romans starts a nice laid-back way, Wes, you can seek to surrender to God as I can in 2022. But we continue on, and I'm thankful thankful that we get a little even more guidance as to how do you surrender. And it's in verse 2. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So if Romans 12.1 said, surrender to God, be a living sacrifice, Romans 12, 2 starts to give you a little hint as to how. And we do this by separating from the world. Separating from the world. Now you are in the world. Your job is probably in the world. Your school is in the world. You go to school or work with with imperfect people all around you, right? People that uh, maybe agree with you, probably don't agree with you in many ways. So we're in the world, but we're to not be of the world. We need to be separate from the world. Specifically, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now we have a negative we have to deal with. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to the world. Now let me tell you, there is more pressure on you 
than I think in any other time in my 47 years to be conformed to the world. The world, the flesh, the devil, they want you to think a certain way. They want you to certainly act a certain way. And sadly, it's not consistent with what God would call you to have. And so you have a daily fight, my friends. You are in a daily fight to resist the world, the flesh, and the devil. And to not go with the flow, to not fall in line. Most of you have a device. Most of you on this device, unfortunately, we could find all kinds of worldliness. And God would say, don't be conformed to the world. What I put in front of my eyes matters greatly. How I spend God's time matters greatly. And if I choose to just go with the flow and put several impure things in front of me, or I choose to spend several hours or much time on other things other than what God would want, that's conformity, conformity to the world. If I choose around the water cooler at work or I choose on the football field and at school and in practice to talk like everyone else talks, that's conformity. And God says, no, no, you're special. You are separate. I bought you with a price, God says. Therefore, glorify God in your body. You are God's beautiful masterpiece, as Ephesians 2.10 would remind us. And it's time to separate from the world. It's time to live differently, to value things differently. Some of you have found Jesus Christ as your Savior in 2021. We praise the Lord for that. Guess what? Your chance is now to live differently, to value things as God would value them. And so pray and think and chew on what would God have you step aside from for 2022? What would he have you adjust? What would he have you turn away from in this coming year? Maybe it's how I spend my time. Maybe it's what I choose to listen to in music or look at in media. Maybe it's how I treat those around me. Maybe it's habits that I formed of rudeness or unkindness. Mm, Don't be conformed to the world. Now, thankfully, it's not just a negative here. We're met with a very positive challenge. But what? Look at the verse, verse 2. But be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's a beautiful word, transformation. Transform. My friend Mark Woodhouse gave me a book called Be Transformed. It's right from the scriptures. And the point is this. There is so much baggage, there is so much garbage, and there's so much broken in me and in this world that if I'm going to turn from the gluttony or from the habits that are dishonoring, I'm going to need supernatural help. And so God offers supernatural transformation. Transformation. Going to Weight Watchers is not going to be the key answer for me. It can help me. It can help me. But my gluttony is a deeper problem. My habits are deeper problems. It's a problem of the mind. And my mind needs transformation. My mind needs transformation. And God offers this transformation. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
God is eager to help us transform the way we think. Now, what is transformational to the way I think? Well, Jesus in John 15 said, Abide in my truth. And he said later, Thy word is truth. Right? Scripture talks about the Bible. I love it when a book talks about itself, right? Well, Scripture does. Scripture talks about the Holy Bible as renewing, transforming, washing by the Word, right? Those are all good words. Those are all words that help us to realize the reality. My mind will not change if I'm not seeking the transformation of the Word of God. If I am not spending time in the Word of God, my transformation is doomed. The Holy Spirit of God is eager to use his living, powerful Bible in your life to change the way you think, which then changes the way you act. And let me tell you, if you're here this morning, your privilege is to spend time in the Word of God. My son Aaron, many of you know him. He's 12 and we're working hard at him getting in the Word of God daily. We're getting, we're, he, he found the, the version Bible app last night. Oh, that was fun for him, right? Look at that. I can do a plan? Yeah, you can do a plan. Dad, what does it mean to be yoked? Well, we'll talk about that, my son. Well, he's getting there. And we're saying, hey, put aside the iPad of the video games and instead start to spend daily time in the Word of God. And so no matter what age you are, it's time to determine that 2022 is going to be a year of daily time in God's Word. That's a tangible challenge, right? Whether it's a verse a day or several verses a day. What would this church family look like if each one of us was spending time every day in the Word of God? Reading a verse, thinking about it while I'm on the bus to school or on the drive to work. Chewing on it. Seeking, asking God, show me what you mean by that, God. What do you want me to do with that challenge? What if we were talking about it? What if we met at the bottom of the driveway when we're shoveling one day and, and, and we talked a little bit about what we were learning in God's word? What if in between uh, milking and, and feeding, you ask the person next to you, so, so how'd your Bible reading go yesterday or today? They, yesterday, because they start at 5 a.m. That's ungodly hour. So I don't know that you get your Bible reading in before milking, do you, Wes, or is it after milking? I don't blame you, my friend. So what'd you learn? What'd you study last night, Kaylin, in, in the Word of God, right? Wherever it is, what if our conversations together really reflected and centered around and had a lot of insight on what we were reading in God's Word. Would that help the transformation? Absolutely. Some of you are plagued because I am a, a verbal uh, thinker. That means i got to talk to you about something for me to really start chewing on it and think about it. You that way? Any of you that way? Lily, I'm betting you like to talk things through. She does. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. And so we need to be discussing these things with each other. That's part of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And look at the end of verse 2. Why? That you may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do you want to do God's will? 
Do you want to know God's will for your life? Oh, we do, don't we? We find it in God's word. We find it by being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So God would call you to separation, to be separate from the world. But he doesn't leave you empty. He says you're separate from the world by transforming the way you think. And you transform the way you think through regular reading and obedience of God's word. So surrender to God. Separate from the world. And then we get to be sober in self-assessment. What does sober mean? It means serious. Let's get serious. Let's get intentional. Let's get realistic. And I wanted you to know that number three is a huge deal these days. Take a look at verse three through eight. Verse three through eight. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Oh, man, Paul kind of cuts to it. You notice that? Paul just gets to the real issue. Listen, big guy, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Ooh, okay. But to think soberly or seriously or very carefully as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. And it goes on from there. Be serious. Be aware. Keep my mind in check that it ain't about me. I'm not supposed to say ain't. It isn't about you. It isn't about me. Now, this is countercultural. I think everything in our culture is designed to make you the center of your universe. Can you agree with that? Even my phone will will just bring up these ads about what I'm interested in. I have no idea how it does it, but I'll be scrolling and reading about the, the Vikings and suddenly there's an ad on there uh, about the snowboard uh, bag that I could that I could get, right? Everything is designed to make it all about me. Well, guess what? It's not. It's not. And contrary to culture, I am not the center of the universe. And worse news, my friends... I'm not entitled to wealth and prosperity. And I'm not entitled to comfort. And I don't deserve happiness. These are all things that the culture would try and tell you. You deserve you, you, you. No. It's time that we understand that we need to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. It's not about me. Write that down if you're bold. Write that down on your paper. It's not about me. Can that shape the 2022? Oh, if I go into 2022 with a healthier view that it is not about me, then I can be motivated for all kinds of exciting opportunity and service. Some of you live this way, and I love it. Some of you live this way selflessly. You're servants of God. You're eager to help. You're ready, willing, and able to lend a hand. I could embarrass you. I'm, I'm thinking of several of you right now whose life is really geared to serving others. And I love it. I love it. I want to be that way. I want to be the man who says, no, it's not about me. If someone needs help during the Vikings game, guess what? Get off the couch, buddy. 
get off the couch. Now, don't call me today. It's a big game, Tom. Just kidding. Just kidding. Call me if you need to. You follow me, though? What's more important in my life? My own hobbies, my own pursuit, my own goals? Or are others more important? Don't think more highly than you ought to. Now, there's another very subtle but vital part of this. When you evaluate how you're doing for the Lord, don't put the self-rose-colored glasses, meaning don't put the arrogant, prideful. He's not here, so I can pick him all day. Aaron, my 12-year-old. Aaron and I are working on humbly evaluating where I can take responsibility for a problem. Parents, you ever have to work on that with your 12-year-old sons? 12-year-old sons are not always convinced that they have anything that they're at fault for. They couldn't possibly be part of the conflict here. Aaron, what did you do wrong? Oh, (laughs) nothing. Oh, son, you're too much like your father. Part of soberly thinking about is taking responsibility. Now, you're going to love this. You can do this in your marriage, my friends. You can do this in your relationships with your kids and with your coworkers. We can be sober and serious and realistic about identifying where I've gone wrong in a conflict. Instead of me convincing Christy of all that she needs to do differently, I can accept responsibility for what I did to hurt her which may be led to some unkind words. Follow me? What if 2022 was a year of accountability? What if 2022 was a year where I said, instead of blaming others, I'm going to accept responsibility and I'm going to seek to change? Wouldn't that be something? What if a fam, as a family, the 120 of us, you don't see them all today, a lot of travel today, but what if 120 of us decided we are going to take responsibility for struggles and our own problems. Something to think about. But let's be realistic. Let's be sober. Let's be serious about evaluating the truth of what God would have us change and do. And that really leads to the last two. The last two are action, action points. If one, surrender to God was a priority and a position of giving myself to the Lord. And number two was a separation, uh, a stand, taking a stand different and separate from the world. And number three was sober in assessment, meaning be realistic, understanding it's not about me. These are all perspectives that get us very prepared for serving in love, for serving in love. What if 2022 was a year characterized by serving in love? Well, what do we mean by this? We'll look at Romans 12. We'll we'll come back to verses 5 through 8, but let's start at verse 9. Verse 9 of Romans 12 reminds us, let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. Translation, don't be fake. Don't be superficial. Don't give lip service that isn't backed up by what I truly believe or what my actions show. Be sincere. Be sincere. And what kind of sincerity? Loving sincerity. 
Let love be without hypocrisy. I don't need to tell you that the name of Christ has been dragged through the mud by the church's our hypocrisy. And the world is sick of it. The world is sick of my hypocrisy. And so that needs to stop. And I need to be sincerely serving in love. We watch kind of a fun Christmas special. Uh, almost embarrassed to tell you because Bruce is going to make fun of me, but I think it's called Hope Comes Softly. It's a good one. It's a good one. And uh, the heroine says to the hero, actions speak louder than words. And she's right. What if 2022 was a year of action where to each other, to our loved ones, to our neighbors, to all around us, we had sincere service in love. And what we say is important, words matter, but what if our actions were even more meaningful in our sincere service? So, verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. I think that's reference back to verse 2. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. That's that's verse 3, right? In honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. What if 2022 was a year of service? To others. Now, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, you got to go back to verse 5. Got to go back to verse 5. Are you there? How do you serve others? So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Here it is, verse 6. Having then gifts. I like gifts. Let's read on. Having then gifts differing. According to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Here's the good news. If you know Christ is your Savior... You have a supernatural ability. You have a God-infused talent to serve. And if you can discover the one or more special human powers, superpowers that God has given you, he calls them gifts, then you can accomplish amazing things for the Lord. Amazing things for the Lord. And so what if a 2022 you had really been able to identify that special niche, that special ability that God has given you. Some of you are encouragers. Some of you are encouragers. Mary Ellen is an encourager, right, Scott? Mary Ellen is going to encourage you. And she's going to have words and actions that lift you up, that fill your, fill your encouragement and spirits, right? Now, that same gift of encouragement is the same for exhorting or challenging. And some of you are very gifted at challenging one another in love. Some of you are gifted leaders. Some of you are gifted leaders. And God would have you blaze a trail and motivate the rest of us to follow. And some of you are incredibly merciful. Some of you are ready when you see someone hurting. Someone hurting. 
and you're ready with a, with a, a ministry to them of mercy to uplift them and to, to encourage them. Now, you need to know something about the Great Adventure Church. If you're visiting or you're new, this is a working church. This is a church that takes it seriously that God has called you to an area of service. And he's called you to minister to one another. And he's given you superpower from the Holy Spirit of God to do that. And so we would love it if the great adventure would become your church family. We'd love it. And when the Lord leads on that, please know that he then is going to lead you to serve one another with your superpower. And I'm very excited to see how the Lord would add to this family and what skill he's going to bring. Don't tell her this, but I'm really excited about Karen's ability to counsel and encourage And she is just passionate about ministering to other ladies. And so as the Lord leads, no pressure, Karen, no pressure. But as the Lord leads, if the Lord leads uh, to to be part of our church family, I'm excited about the ministry of encouragement and mercy. And Bill, you have other gifts too. I'm excited about you too, brother. But as the Lord leads, as the Lord leads. All of you, all of you have special gifts from Almighty God. How does he want you to use those in 2022? How does he want you to get involved? How does he want you to serve in love? And finally, as we wrap up, supernaturally responding to evil with good. This is a tough one. Bless those who persecute you, verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. This is foreign, right, T.O.? This is nuts. If someone punches you, what do you do? I punch them back. No! Do not repay evil for evil. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a group of believers that would determine that when someone wrongs us, and will they? Promise. I promise you will be wronged. When they wrong you, will you turn around and wrong them back? That's the big question. Brothers, sisters, your sister's going to tick you off, I promise. Will you turn around with a hurtful word, or will you resist and refuse to repay evil for evil? See the high level here? See this call? This is serious stuff. Are we ready? Well, God is ready and he's eager for us to obey. He's eager for us to say, this will be six days of 2021 where I seek to honor him here. This will be a coming year where I seek to honor him through right living, through surrender to God through separation from the world, to being sober and realistic in how I evaluate, to being serving in love and being supernaturally resisting to respond in in evil for evil. Now, as I close on the back, the last page, I like that there's some personal application questions. And parents, I would encourage you to take this home and I would encourage you to have a family discussion about these different things. And I'd encourage us as individuals 
to give some good soul searching and seek to answer these five questions. And I'd love it if some of our conversations in future weeks could relate to some of these questions. So as Tim would challenge me or ask me of how I've personally taken steps to be all in, that'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. Because God has big things for us in 2022, my friends. Big things. And are you excited to join him where he's working? Father, we turn to you again, helpless really, destined for failure unless we allow your spirit to work in our lives, unless we can live out this great calling with which you've called us. Father, I pray, we pray that this coming year would be a year characterized by your church honoring you, surrendering to you, being separate for you, being sober, being sacrificial, and being godly in how we respond. We're excited about this, and so we leave it in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen.